Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Angry Fans. I'm your host, Afro, and with me, I got my boys. We got King Petty Crab, Johnny X Boston, and the family Lord Fish in the building with me tonight. We're going to jump right into it. We're going to talk about everything that's been going on. You know, the Celtics beat the Wizards. Now they're matched up against the Nets. The Pacers just got blown out embarrassingly. Kurt, how you feeling? You good over there, bro? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good, man. I like that smile, man. I like that smile. Just so you guys... Who can't see, don't know. This man, he snuggled up with a Celtics blanket, you know. So, you know, he's ready for he's ready for the first round of the playoffs now. <laughs> but, all right, we're going to jump right into the QB situation. Uh, we'll talk more about the NBA playoffs later on. Um, Lord Fish, what's going on with the quarterback situation in the NFL? Let's jump into this. All right, so we're going to break this down real quick. We got 13 teams that are going to have new quarterbacks this year. We got the Rams with Matthew Stafford, the Lions with Jared Goff. Panthers with Sam Darnold, 49ers, you got Trey Lance, Jimmy Garoppolo situation. Jaguars got their golden boy and Trevor Lawrence. The Saints going to be a battle between Taysom Hill and James Winston. Washington football teams got Ryan Fitzpatrick. Bears, they're going to battle between Justin Fields and Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton will probably start, and then Justin Fields will take over. Then we got the Jets with Zach Wilson, the Colts with Carson Wentz. Broncos got Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke, so we'll see what happens there. And then last but not least, Actually, we got the Eagles with Jalen Hurts. And then last but not least, we have the Texans with Tyrod Taylor and Davis Mills, who the Texans drafted in the third round this year. All right, man. Now, after saying all those quarterbacks, to you personally, what do you think is the best QB situation for the player and the team? Let me hear it. Without a doubt, you got to go with the L.A. Rams. I mean, you look at Matthew Stafford, who's always been a good quarterback. He's finally got weapons this year. He's got Robert Woods, Cooper Cup. He's got Cam Akers in his second year. He finally got a, a deep threat in Deshaun Jackson, who was completely underrated when he goes deep down the field. But um, even on a shitty team last year, he had 4,000 yards, 26 touchdowns. And this year I could see him throwing at least above 30 touchdowns and 4,400 yards. I mean, you make a good point. Stafford, it's not just last year. Stafford, since he got drafted, has always been on a shitty team. Um, besides when he Absolutely. had Megatron, even when he had Megatron, he he had a shitty team. Um, now he's going to a team that not too long ago had the number one offense in the NFL. So uh, I'm very excited to see that situation. But to me personally, he's not the best QB situation. But before I give my opinion, I'm going to ask him, go down to King Petty Crab. What are you thinking, man? Who is in the best situation right now in the NFL? Uh, I said Carson Wentz. Okay. I feel new city, new identity for Carson. Uh, he could prove himself. Actually, Win in the playoffs, not like the weak ass division he was in before. He has actually a reliable defense and he has a better wide receiver core. And then if the team goes healthy, I see sky's the limit for them. Now, real quick, because um TY Hilton's did me dirty the last couple of seasons, man. <laughs> Do you think TY Hilton is back this year? Do you think TY can get Get back that shine. Be be back in wide receiver relevance for fantasy. I think um him and Pittman Jr. I think is gonna is gonna be like a switch between one and two. Okay, okay, that didn't answer my question though. Would you would you have T. Y. Hilton as one of your wide receivers this year? I don't know. I had him as <laughs> as one of my wide receivers, and it wasn't good. <laughs> he never really has like a good like a deep threat quarterback. 
I mean, now he has the former MVP in Carson Wentz, though. So you don't think an MVP quarterback will fix that? No, that's what I'm saying. Carson Wentz, that's something to prove over there. I hear you. I hear you. That's one of the more intriguing situations for me. I really think, you know, um, you know, he has his old offensive coordinator in Indianapolis now. So I think that's a good move for him. He is somebody he can trust and build with. So I do think that's a good situation. I'm excited to see what happens, especially with that defense. That defense just needed a good quarterback. Phillip Rivers was not that guy. Johnny X, man, what, what are you thinking? Honestly, I'm like a Fitzmagic, man, at Washington. I, I, I love that pickup, man. I fucking love it. Fitzmagic is one of my favorite quarterbacks, not only because I do think he's good, that fucking beard, man. If I could grow a beard like that, oh, man, I'm so jealous. The defense was already nice last year. Only thing they was missing was a quarterback that could really like distribute the ball. If they can manage that offense and have that defense, listen, it's gonna be it's gonna be something nice. And the Colts, like you said, like I think what's like he's gonna like he's gonna do so he's gonna put some work in. Like he has no choice. Like, come on now, they have a line and they have um Taylor. Taylor's gonna be back there. It's gonna be a good thing. I think he's gonna put they're gonna put some work in. But yeah, Col- McLaurin, man. That's one of my favorite wide receivers that's up and coming. I think he's going to be a top wide receiver this year for the NFL. Oh, Washington, right? Oh, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Terry? Oh, man. They got I Samuel, too, I think. Yep, yep. They just got another. Yep. And I was upset about that because, I, you know, I loved him down in Carolina. But I think him going to the Washington football team or the Washington Wild Hogs. Watch, watch. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Washington Wild Hogs. <laughs> Uh, that's that's actually my favorite QB situation because I feel like everybody always counts Fitzmagic out, even though he always does good things with the teams he goes with. You know, what happened down in Miami I thought was very disrespectful. I understand that they had two of but Fitzmagic was playing good, man. So to just take him out and just toss him aside like a ragdoll, I thought was very disrespectful. So I actually hope – I don't know if they play this year, but I actually hope he gets his revenge game against them. That would be dope. But all right, we're going to move on from the QB situation. We're going to go over We're going to stick in the NFL. We're going to move over to the Detroit Lions. Uh, King Pettycrab, man. This head coach, man, Mr. Campbell, new head coach. <laughs> earlier in the season, he was giving, you know, a pep talk saying he wants his team to be so tough that they can bite somebody's kneecap off. Like, this guy, he's, he's off his rocker, but he seems very entertaining and fun to watch. You know, I, I'm excited to see what happens with this shitty team, man. Maybe they might actually show some spirit. Um, now he wants to buy a pet lion for the team. Well, what are you thinking about this? Do you think that's that's good for the NFL? Do you think other teams would do something like this? Nah, it's not good for the NFL. Peter <laughs> would be on the ass real quick. He's um, watching too much Netflix, man. He watched Tiger King one too many times, bro. <laughs> I think it's just a media publicity stunt, man, just to get the attention away from Green Bay. Uh, really? Phil. You think he's just trying to steal the attention from Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay? Yeah, bring more publicity, man. He's a new coach, man. He want all eyes on him because he's feeling the moves he's gonna make is gonna be TV watching, lifetime entertainment. But we'll see because over there it's been shitty for years. But I would like to see a lion eat a turkey on Thanksgiving and like sleep in the cage. Like, Yo, no bullshit, man. That, that's why that I was it. intrigued by the idea because you know we always see the lions every Thanksgiving. Every Thanksgiving. So if I could see a lion come out and eat a turkey, that I think that'd be fucking amazing. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> uh, Lord Fish, what are you thinking about this, man? What's wrong with this dude? Do you think he should already lose his job? No, not not at all. It's definitely for the hype. I mean, the Lions haven't made the playoffs since 2016. They haven't had over 10 wins since 2014. Dude's trying to get everybody hyped up. 
I mean, he brings 22 years of experience. He played in the NFL. He was a tight ends coach down there in um, New Orleans. He ended up making Jared Cook a pro bowler. So, I mean, I like what he's got to say. Anything to get the team going, you know what I mean? I mean, I don't know if you saw the, the quote. I put it in the notes for the segment, but this dude said, let's just buy a big-ass chain and just leave it in the practice field. <laughs> I read it into it, and I'm like, yo, this dude is crazy. But, yo, whatever could get a heart, spirit into the city and the team, man. I mean, absolutely. That. Johnny X, let me ask you, man, if you see a lion every day, is that going to motivate you? Honestly, kind of reminds me of like some college football stuff, bro. To be honest, like I don't know, like I, I think his focus should be like mainly on the team and like how to like really. I think he's worried about like the revenue and the fan base, where he should be worried about building the team. It sounds like something like uh, like uh, you see like Alabama or like um, LSU. They'll bring out a tiger, rah! like bro, nah, this is grown man. Like you can get motivated from the millions that you're making. Bro, you do like, I don't know what you're doing, bro. Like stop. But like I don't know. Like I said, I think he should, we should direct, redirect his focus. That should be like the GM, the the financial advisor, or whatever, whoever's ran, like randomly handling like the the entertainment, like stuff like that. Like that shouldn't be his worry. Like come on now. You should I agree with you 100 on that, man. <laughs> I do. I do think uh, Kurt is right earlier talking about how he's just trying to hype it up, you know, bring all the attention to him. But, you know, with such a, a shitty organization, no disrespect to all the Lions fans out there. I love your colorways, but that's the only good thing you got. Crazy I mean, colorway. you know, I, what a waste of a beautiful colorway. I don't know what's going on. Popping. I love that logo. Yo, it. Ever since we was kids, that Barry Sanders, man, we used to pick Barry Sanders all day, every day, Mad 94. <laughs> Listen, Matt, yo, and then Megatron. Don't forget Megatron, man. Oh yeah, Megatron too. The defense sucked, but you can air it out to Megatron all day. That's that's the thing, though. They had I don't know. Um, it's the same family for like the last forty years. So uh, she's not cutting it. Like someone else has to take over because like what have, <laughs> what have they been doing? They haven't been doing anything. Literally. Yeah, and uh, with this dude bringing so much attention to himself, if he fails, I think he's gonna lose his job first year. Oh, easily. Easily. I say two years. I mean, I don't know. Uh, Patricia I mean, was a pretty quiet dude, and he 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 barely lasted the two years he was there. See, this, world, <laughs> this dude's a winner, though. In his last five years with the New Orleans Saints, they've won four out of five NFC South Division titles. So, and first of all, let me cut you off there, not to be rude. The NFC South is trash. Let me let me start there. <laughs> yeah, they just have the defending Super Bowl champion. But that, that's Tom Brady just went there with one of the best offenses we've ever seen put together. But the Atlanta Falcons, trash. The Saints, they have no competition down there when they had one of the number one offenses for years consistently. So, I, I But, I mean, it's still a tough division. I mean, it's, even it's, though people, it's, say, it's, people say the fucking uh, NFC East is tough. Oh, God, forget it. I mean, that's completely different. But the Come NFC on, South... Man. Nah, nah. Come on, man. Compare those two divisions because it's really night and day. The Eagles, yeah. Cowboys, and all the others. Yeah, but when I hear when I hear people say that the NFC East is one of the toughest divisions because of the, how shitty their records are, it's just laughable. I mean, well, I don't even want to get stuck. We can have a whole segment on just that on just divisions it, and how tough they really are. Every year you got a good team coming out of the NFC South. Every year for the playoffs. I mean, so, I agree I mean, with you. You got to make it usually when you have that one good team, the other teams are all trash. I think the last time the NFC South had like a real competition going on was back in 2015 when the Panthers went to the Super Bowl. 
It's about the Wizards. That was like a one-off. Uh, McAllister was already retired by then. Yeah. yeah. All right, we're gonna we're gonna move on. We're gonna go on to the next subject, and um, I'm gonna start because we're talking about tight ends right now. Um, but before oh, I talk about please. the guy that we want to talk about, it just became official. Tim Tebow signed his contract and became a tight end for the Jacksonville Jaguars. How are you guys feeling about this right now? Well, uh, <laughs> let me start with you, Lord Fish. I know, I know you. I know you got love for Tebow. Oh. It's Am I awesome. See you in a Jaguars jersey this year. You guys uh, I might have to buy it. He's ro- he's rocking that eight- he's rocking that eighty five this year. But uh, the dude looks built. He was walking side by side one of his teammates today. I saw a little uh, Twitter video. It's like twenty seconds, and he looks he looks pretty hefty. He looks like he's in good shape. So we'll see. I definitely expect him to. He'll have thirty receptions this year. I'm just gonna say it. I'm gonna guarantee he'll 30 have thirty receptions. receptions. You think only thirty? He's the, he's gonna definitely be their starting tight end. Um, so you think? Only I mean, no, I, I don't think he's gonna be this. So he hasn't played in the league since what 2015. So we don't even know if this dude's gonna be the starter. If he is the starter, he'll definitely have more receptions. But I can see him as like number two or three. You can't just come into the league and start like, even though their tight ends are trash, but. I what can't do you see mean, him man. It's Tim Tebow. He prayed for this. He, he God granted him his wish. <laughs> I, I see a lot more than just than just two or three receptions. I, I don't know, man. The way things are going for Tim Tebow, I think he'll definitely be a number one target, especially for a rookie quarterback who, you know, I, I don't think Trevor Lawrence is gonna try to throw the deep ball too much. If anything, you know, Tim Tebow will be a safety blanket. You know, they'll pray before games, they'll pray after. You know, they'll they'll get it. They're gonna have a nice connection. King, what are you thinking about Tim Tebow, man? I think Tim Tebow probably has a better chance than Calvin Benjamin. That's the guy we're gonna talk about for sure. So you think think now we're gonna go into our topic now, now that we're jumping on this. So go right into it, man. The New York Giants just picked up Calvin Benjamin. Now a lot of people don't know. Kelvin Benjamin used to be a, a top wide receiver prospect drafted by the Carolina Panthers. He was drafted by a GM by the name of David Gettleman. David Gettleman is now the GM and the man who drafted Daniel Jones in New York. So people laughed at him when he drafted Daniel Jones. And now people are laughing because he's bringing Kelvin Benjamin as a tight end, a man who's never played tight end, but he's a big boy. Um, so you think uh, a wide receiver who's been playing in the league moving to the tight end position will be worse than Tim Tebow, who's never played tight end? I would say maybe, yeah. Damn, bro. No love for Kelvin. No love for Kelvin. It's not. Well, he has definitely had knee problems. But another thing, too, is wide receivers don't see DNs. Neither neither do quarterbacks, bro, besides when they're getting sacked. Yeah, but he's not seen that at practice. He's not seen that no time. He's just seen a 180-pound cornerback, maybe 200, 220 the most. Johnny X, man, what do you feel about this? I think you think be- he'll be successful for the Giants at tight end? People forget Darren, um, Darren Waller. When he came into NFL, bro, not only was he like all – he had like his issues. That dude was a wide receiver, bro. That dude was not a tight end. That dude was a, a beast. Yeah, well, guess what? His rating in Madden that year was like 18, 20. Can you imagine? <laughs> I'll, I'll be at you now. Go, go to it. Think of mine. 2019, 2018. His rating was literally like 18, 19. I purposely picked him up. 
out of the free agency and try to work him up or like try to like edit his stats because I'm like this dude is like six seven. Imagine throwing yeah, yeah. you got Benjamin, like come on now. And dude's gonna be a monster. He's gonna feel comfortable because the dude that actually drafted him, the dude that actually wanted wanted him on the team and the high ups, he's getting you getting back on the team again. Yeah, he's gonna do better than Tebow. Tebow might start at Jacksonville. It's I don't even like Tebow, bro, but who's gonna beat him out? James um, O'Shaughnessy or the, the other dude that's the guy's name, um other tight end. They're he bombs. They're bombs. They don't even they don't, they're not gonna do anything. James O'Shaughnessy had 26 catches last year, and the other dude only had two for 60 yards. Tim Tebow, I don't know. I think they're gonna do a mixture, like a hybrid type of thing. Kind of like the Patriots. Yeah, the I think we're gonna see new uh new play packages for sure. Yeah, they definitely gonna, but like going back to Benjamin, I think he might be a problem and the, over there. Cause now you think about it, all the weapons that they have over there. <laughs> Yo, there's some. Yeah, yeah, I, I do think, think we have some good fantasy options coming out of the Giants this year. I will say that, especially with Saquon coming back. It's going to yeah. open up the whole field. Yeah, definitely. Lord Fish, what are you thinking, man? So, Kelvin's biggest issues when he was in the NFL, he had that torn ACL in 2015, but he would drop passes left and right, and he was a terrible route runner. Um, I could see him being successful in the league. I can't see him being successful in New York because he's got Evan Ingram – and he's got Kyle Rudolph in front of him. The other two, uh, the third guy on the depth chart, he's not proven yet. And then the fourth guy is just a blocker. So, I mean, I hope he does well. I've always liked Kelvin Benjamin when he came out after winning that national championship with James Winston. I wanted the Patriots to draft him because he's like 6'5", he's tall, and he's deadly in the red zone. But I just can't see him being successful with the Giants. And the whole, like, Darren Waller thing that Johnny X. Boston was saying, when Darren Waller made that switch from wide receiver wide receiver to tight end, he was a lot younger and he's more athletic than Kelvin Benjamin. So Kelvin Benjamin might have a tough time making it through, but I think he will be successful just not as a New York Giant. I didn't know they had Kyle Rudolph, so that's actually a problem. Yeah, yeah, they they have some nice pickups this year. That's why I'm saying you're gonna have a lot of fantasy options coming out of the New York Giants. And if they use Calvin Benjamin right, I understand they signed him as a tight end, but that doesn't mean they can't play him at the wide receiver position. He could still yeah, slide over. Passes. He did have butterfingers, though. Oh, man, it was fucking terrible. <laughs> I'm, I am a Patriots fan, but I'm also a huge fan of the Carolina Panthers. I'm not a bandwagon. I've just always supported him. I was so happy when the Panthers drafted him because the Patriots didn't get him. Um, but – once again, he tore his ACL in 2015 when the Panthers went to the Super Bowl, and he had nothing to do with it. As soon as he came back, he was still trash. Um, so I, I do think the move to tight end will benefit him, uh, especially because so, he doesn't have to go down the field. So speaking of that, I mean, you think he's going to be able to stand up for himself? I mean, I'm sure we've all seen the clip of when Cam Newton's in his face, pretty much pulling him around like he's his older brother and stuff. You think Kelvin Benjamin's going to have the toughness so, to make it as a tight end? When that happened, Kelvin was still young. You know, it's been years since that moment. I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, and that was fucking hilarious. But Cam's yeah, also what? a big-ass dude. Don't don't front. Cam, Cam Newton's a monster. <laughs> if Cam Newton walks up to you talking shit, there's not much you can do. <laughs> Especially when it's the quarterback. You're not allowed to touch the quarterback. So, you know. You know, we, we don't know the whole situation. You know, there's three sides to every story. We only saw one thing. So I'm actually surprised nothing came out of that. But honestly, who in New York is going to give Kelvin Benjamin a hard time? Really? 
Daniel Jones? No. All the tight ends. When he has his old GM there. He, he should be totally fine. <laughs> Giants aren't really feisty like that. They don't have characters on the team that even like interact with people like that. Yeah, we're talking about New York, man. They're full of pussies. Ain't nobody worried about New York. Yeah. <laughs> and now we're going to talk about some tough guys. Uh, and uh, Lord Fish, I'll lead into you with this one on this next topics. We're going to talk about Mr. Dubrox winning the gold. Let me hear it, bro. What do you got for us? So I was shocked because Michael Chandler, he was winning that fight. You know, um, I watched the fight. I saw it. Charles Oliveira, he had great Garoppolo. He had these devastating leg kicks. He never gave up, even when Michael Chandler knocked him down and stubbled him. Overcame adversity, made it to the second round. And uh, he ended up hitting Chandler with a left that absolutely dropped him. And then kept hitting him, kept hitting him, and then ended up finishing when it left. But I was completely shocked. Michael Chandler is an absolute animal. So for him to come out and just finish him like that, it was it was devastating. Um, I was I was impressed. You know, he's won nine fights in the last three years, including wins over Michael Chandler, who we just beat, El Kakui, Tony Ferguson, and Kevin Lee. Right now, he's slated to fight the winner of um, Connor Poirier after July 10th. And uh, I got to say, I'm a huge Connor fan. I want to see Connor, you know, beat Dustin Poirier for the second time and fight Oliveira. But I can't see Connor McGregor. Uh, I can't see him with his takedown defense. I feel like Charles, Charles Oliveira will just get on top of him. If, if Connor McGregor wins the fight against Poirier, Dubronx is going to knock out McGregor. 100%. I can't see him knocking him out. If Connor can keep it on the feet, he'll definitely knock him out. But if he goes down to the ground, Charles Oliveira is a third-degree black belt at Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, and uh, he'll choke him out. Either, either way, it's going to be very entertaining. Um, Bobby, did you see what happened with Derek Lewis? Yeah, absolutely love it. Can, Johnny, any, did, you, did you see what happened with Derek Lewis? Nah. nah King, King did you see it? No, nah, what happened? All right, I'm going to let Lord Fish tell the story. So, Houston native Derek the Black Beast Lewis was walking Monster. to his car. I fucking absolute, absolute animal. He's the only dude that can uh, stand up with Francis Nagano. And um, he's walking to his car and everything. Noticed some dude was breaking into his car and basically knocked his head off. And then he <laughs> took a video afterwards and he walked up and the dude's getting taken out by an ambulance. And he's like, he tried breaking into my car. And then the video just stopped. <laughs> he's a beast. So I, this, I respect this it. part. You left this part out, and this is my favorite part of the whole thing. He walks into the parking lot, sees somebody trying to steal his car. He knocks him out, calls the cops, and then just waits for him to show up. <laughs> you sleeping on the floor. Oh, Dude picked the, the wrong one. Yeah, yeah. The man's the man's a beast, and you know that's 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 like the definition of wrong place, wrong time. And like, don't be a fucking idiot. Like, don't try to steal somebody's car, especially if you don't know who the person is. Like, especially dude's like, fucking. Dude's tied for most knockouts in uh, UFC history. Yo, do you think um, Lewis will get in trouble for that? No, maybe. Absolutely not. I mean, yo, his well, hands. Well, he got evidence that someone was trying to break into his shit, so. It, from the video, it looked like his like car was like kind of keyed up on the the driver's side and shit. Yeah. Like someone was like trying to break in. So I mean, I doubt it. And he waited for the cops. He didn't run away or anything like that. He's all set. I, I, I think it's an amazing story, and yeah. I, I couldn't be happier for the guy. I think that's awesome. Great publicity. 
I think that's like the only one. That's the one time cops will let anything slide. Like if someone breaks into your house or breaking your car and you beat that, like you beat the house, like just like ask for. I think it depends on the state you're in, a hundred percent. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's oh, that's because I've had situations in the past in, in like in, in Boston where I don't want to speak on because you know it's personal. But like I've had situations where I've defended myself and I almost got arrested or in trouble. So once again, it definitely comes down to what state you're in or what town you're in or whatever the the rules and the laws are. Um, which, oh yeah, hundred percent. You catch somebody trying to steal your shit, go fuck them up. More power to you. Um, speaking of the law and people fucking other shit up for other people, uh, Wilder just won his case against Tyson Fury. And now we have a trilogy fight coming up. Um, Lord Fish, I'm going to jump back into you on this one. Uh, tell us what's going on with this situation. So this just came out like two hours ago, but they're going to fight July 24th. Um, and then Fury and Joshua will both fight. They'll fight each other in November, December, if they both win their respected fights. If Fury beats Wilder and Joshua beats his next upcoming opponent, they're going to fight November, December. That's what the promoter was saying. I did see something that it was agreed upon that whoever lost that second fight had the right to call and say, we're going to have a third fight. So, I mean, at first when I saw it come out, I was like, oh, wow, there's a bitch, you know, he just fucking, he wants to be relevant, da, da, da. and um, he's actually in the right. It is his, it is his right to call in that fight. It's Fury's mistake for not fucking trying to book that fight earlier. I agree 100%. And I actually knew from the first fight that um, win or loss, you know, that two more fights were planning on happening, especially if Wilder lost the, the second fight, which we all saw that happen. You know, the first fight, you know, it was pretty close. Um, I thought Fury could have stole the first fight. In my opinion, I thought he did win the first fight. In the second fight, it looked like Wilder legit threw the fight. This man wasn't defending himself, keeping his he wasn't keeping his hands up. It was honestly pathetic. It looked like he just took a payday. Um, and I'm a huge fan of boxing, so it was very upsetting when I watched that fight um, to this day because it was one of the greatest interviews I ever heard, and this man got fucking embarrassed. Uh, and to this day is one of my favorite internet clips of all time. And uh, I don't think he's going to win the, the trilogy. I think he's going to get his ass knocked out again because Fury has been training to fight Anthony Joshua, another big heavyweight. Um, I, I think Wilder just fucked up, and I think his career goes away after this. Hopefully, if he wins and proves me wrong, more power to you. I'm not trying to take bread off the man's table, but I honestly think the man's a clown. Um, my, <laughs> my, what do you think about it, man? <laughs> what do you think about the fight between Wilder and Fury, the trilogy? I want to know if he really was, like, prepared for this. Like, that's why I want to know. Like, were you trained this whole time, like, behind the scenes and no one knew? You know what I mean? Because, like, you know, yeah, now you're getting this fight, but, like, if it's really there in, like, a few months, like, are you prepared? I think he's prepared. I think he's been he's been fighting for it with the courts for a while, so. Right, um, right. I don't think he expected the fight to be so soon, especially with the Anthony Joshua fight that was scheduled in July. Right. Um, I think it's kind of fucked up. If anything, I would have rather watched that fight. Because once again, I already saw Fury beat up Wilder twice. Um, but before I keep speaking my mind about Wilder, King, King, what are you thinking down there, man? I think since it's like it's split and it's common in fighting, if there's anyone fights, it's either a trilogy, 2-0, there's no reason to fight again. So if it's 1-1, I think someone, you know what I mean, to close out the series, someone should fight. And I think it's better for Fury to 
finish the wild the wilder saga instead of jumping into the Anthony Joshua because then he doesn't want to be in a place where he wants to fight both where he's going to have to keep going back and forth because he's going to have to change his style of play he's going to yeah he's going to have to change his style and then it's cleaner record wise for him if he technically beat Wilder two times not technically but if he beat Wilder two times it's easier to just finish that off. You got something for us, Fish? See, my biggest issue with Wilder is when they they last fought, when he got knocked out in the seventh round, he came out in that most fucking ridiculous costume. And he's like, oh, that's the reason why I lost. My legs were tired. It was a 40-pound costume. Like, dude, you're, you're a professional athlete who was undefeated up until that point. You had like 40-something fights under your belt and a 40-pound costume holding you down. Like, get out of here. And ever Ooh. since then, I, I can't stand him. So I can't wait for Gary to... Excuse. And I lost respect for him, too, because once again, to me, somebody who watches a lot of boxing fights, it looked like he took a payday. I honestly thought... And that whole thing was a whole setup, bro. Honestly, like you said, it was a payday, because at the end of the day, like, he was not trying to block, bro. He was kind of just like... But he fights with around. All the I time. understand how he fights, but there's a difference between fighting with your hands down and not protecting yourself at all and this dude was not bro, trying to yo, protect like, yo, when, when Fury's coming in like straight like that <laughs> strong straight bro that power straight that power jab you can't just be like this bro nah 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 you, come on <laughs> straight boink boink oh, gypsy, right, go, boink go to gypsy, sleep the gypsies man, he, he's elusive man you gotta watch out for the gypsy <laughs> alright so real quick who wins the fight Wilder or Fury let me hear Fury. you Fury Fury, absolutely. The dude used to be like his his stories. I I love dudes that like the 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 comeback story and shit. Like he was a he was a great fighter, and then he got fat, and then he was depressed, and he was drinking, and he was partying, lost all that weight, came into it, and then he's built himself up. He's elevated. I absolutely love it. So I mean, Fury's in such great shape now. I can't see him losing to Wilder. Especially after knocking this dude out in the seventh round, seventh round, definitely, definitely not. Fury, who you got, man? I think Fury might come in this too confident. I think it's like like he's gonna come in too confident, and it might hurt him. But I really can't tell, bro. I really can't. Like I think it might go in the later rounds again, unless someone comes up quick in the fourth and third. Like that'd be crazy, but like. I think he's going to come in too confident. Like, yeah, I already whooped your ass like this many amount of times. Like, I know your weakness. And I don't know. Like I said, I pray, like, you know, I hope Wilder, like, really was has me training and he really prepared. But I can't call it right now. It's one of those fights that, like, I, it's not like whoever, I just want a good fight either or. I want Wilder to win. I agree. Get, like, his, 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 his win back. But, like, wow, yo, Tyson, we talking shit and he backs it up. Yeah, That's yeah, it. he does. <laughs> like, he talks shit. He's like, and it's funny when he has that little accent, it makes it even more hilarious. You know what I mean? It's like, all right, you can't really mess with dude. King, so, what you thinking, bro? This is sad, but I'll say Wilder. <laughs> why why <laughs> is picking Wilder sad? Like like we just said earlier, Wilder, that was his first loss, man. No, let's hear the facts. Let's hear, let's, hear, he, let's hear the facts. He, he boxes with his hands down. But I'll say Wilder will win because Fury, like I said, they're two different. Joshua and him are two different boxers. So Fury has to switch up his game. When I was doing my research about it, it, um, Wilder was actually 
prolonging the fight. He was like, his team in the training were like missing dates. Like they were supposed to fight way earlier. And then they just, the court stuff. And then his rematch thing actually expired. But due to the contract thing, it's like, oh yeah, he still has to fight. Fury still has to fight him before fight Joshua. So he was doing his own little back end thing. But I think if Wilder comes in correct, he will win. Because Tyson Fury, he's all in his emotions. He's not really, he's not really focused on Wilder. He's he's thinking long term. The thing okay, is, why are you making faces, man? Joshua would have gave him the business, though. I think honestly, in the Joshua Tyson fight, I got Joshua on that, like hands down. Really? Yes. Okay, Lord Vince, why are you making faces at Kurt? Gee, you should have let me go last. <laughs> this is crazy. Like you're saying, you're basically saying that fucking Fury's ducking Wilder when he's already beat this man. And their first fight, it was a draw. He already knows what this dude's going to do. All Wilder's got is his knockout power. He cannot box. Fury's actually a boxer. And when they fight July 24th, Fury's going to win again. I do agree with what what Lord Fish is saying. You know what's the real answer? It's because it's till this day. (laughs) 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 That's why Uh, I'm Wilder, man. Oh, man. <laughs> I got my faith in the brother, man. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Next topic. When it, No, no, we're going to stay on it for a second. When it comes down to pure boxing, I think Fury is a better fighter. Yeah, Wilder Fury's could win boxer. with the wild card punch. He is a powerful punch. I, I, I couldn't dude, take that punch. Dude, dumpty looking. His legs are skinny. This dude has no type of athletic... Like, he can box box. He's one of those dudes like a, he can be a fat slob and still box. He's like a Butterbean master. You feel what I'm saying? Butterbean was that guy, bro. You feel what I'm saying? Like, he doesn't have to have, like, the physique of Joshua Wilder, the cut body and the physique and the legs and all, like, all around, like, you know what I mean? Like, they can do the hip, hip, hip. This dude is just like, I don't know. He can, oh, he's the gypsy, man. Now that you say that, Andy Ruiz was a fat slob, and he beat Joshua. Oh, God. So do you no. change your opinion on Fury beating Joshua when they fight? Hold wow. on a second. That fight, jo- Joshua was not prepared for that. He was definitely... But I see Andy Ruiz get knocked down by someone skinnier than him. Like, it's, it's time where he knocked down Joshua. I forgot what was that dude's name. He gave him that freaking mean hook. And jo- and Ruiz, uh, um, Andy got folded. But either, or I don't know. It's kind of one of those things. He's a different type of beast, too, in himself. Because you know he had power. I think he had more power than Tyson. Like, I don't know. Who, who, who would you put in the power list? Andy or would you put Tyson? Because I feel like, like, yo, when he hit, that was a different type of hit, bro. To me, I think Fury is one of the hardest punchers in boxing. All right. Say less. <laughs> That's why I think he's going to Right in the heavyweight, you think he's the hardest? Or no, no, I'm not going to say he's the hardest puncher. If anything, I'd probably say Wild is the hardest puncher. Yeah. I, I don't think that's a, a surprise. Oh, but but comparison to Andy and Tyson, you, you give it to Tyson? Correct, yeah, yeah. And, and when it comes down to all-around boxer, out of all of them, I'm going to give it to Fury. Um, Anthony Joshua, to me, is probably the best boxer out of all of them. But I still think, and I know it's, I'm contradicting myself, I still think Fury is going to win the fight when, when that time comes because I do think Fury is going to beat Wilder and then go on to beat Joshua. 
Um, and then it's just going to be the perfect ending to his story. But we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But, right. uh, we're going to go on. We're going to move on for boxing and fighting. We're going to actually deep take a deep dive into something we all know and love. That's basketball and the playing tournament that just went down. I'm going to start off with the Celtics. You know, Celtics beating the Washington Wizards. My man Jason Tatum dropping 50 points to get us in as the seventh seed to play the number two Brooklyn Nets. Um, Johnny X-Man, what, what do you think about this? Are you excited to see this matchup? Do you think we're going to get swept? What, what, what are you feeling? I'm not excited about this. What the face Durant? <laughs> why, why would you be excited? It reminds me of when Paul Pierce and Antoine Walker was going against the Nets back in like in the early 2000s. Damn, bro, had- you're getting me in my feelings now, man. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what I'm like. The kiddo kid. Um, I forgot the other other players, but like it reminds like it was like like pretty much. Yeah, it's destined to failure, bro. Like, yeah, we can get some wins there. We can go to Game Six, maybe Game Seven. But at the end of the day, like you kind of feel like you know what the result's gonna be. Man. You know, like, can we really like put down on Blake Durant? Like, they have a whole squad, bro. Like, that's the problem. If it's some other team, yeah. But... The funny part is, both teams have no bench, so it's really gonna come down to the starters and what they can produce. Uh, King, what do you think about this matchup, man? Uh, Celtics got a chance because Kyrie's on Kyrie, so like Kyrie's not really a definite. Like Kyrie, I think Kyrie's liable to miss two games and James Harden coming back from a hamstring could probably work in the Celtics in the Celtics favor but uh there's Kevin Durant so Kimball Walker and, and Jason Tatum got to play the perfect game they both got to they got to average 80 together if they don't average 80 it's not going to work uh shout out to Washington Beat my Pacers. That Lakers game yesterday was crazy, though. That Lakers. Curry dropped crazy. 37 on the neck. It was oh. a beautiful game, man. Great um, effort from Steph in that game against the Lakers. And the Lakers almost threw that one away. Um, but uh, way too many turnovers from the Warriors in that game to um to to keep that dub. Um, that's the only reason they say defense wins championships in the Lakers defense. They proved why they're the number one rated defense in the league. They capitalize on all those turnovers. And, you know, we all seen LeBron James hit that shot with the corniest fucking line ever. I was seeing three rims. I just shot at the middle one. Shut the fuck up. I can't stand that diva. Fucking clown. You never complain so. I never seen anybody complain so much as him. I've never seen somebody be so big and complain about everything. Well, you're, you was, you came into the the NBA as a man child. A man child. And then this dude, you're one of the phenomenal players. As years gone on, you're still one of the phenomenal players. You're still complaining. I'm looking at his eye. I'm like, really, bro? Three? You saw three. Me who? <laughs> cool, cool, cool. All right. But now going back over the playing numbers. So we have Boston beating the Wizards, now playing against the Brooklyn Nets. The Pacers getting smashed on by the Wizards earlier tonight. Like... You got to give the Pacers some credit, though. They played great against Charlotte, especially without Karis LeVert, no Miles Turner. Um, the fact that they were able to, you know, beat the Hornets, which is a great offensive team, um, and make it into the next round, I, I, I give them credit, uh, especially with all that's going on over there this year. Um, so I am sorry, Kurt. Um, you, you guys should just t- tank from the beginning of the year, you know, try to get a better draft pick. <laughs> <laughs> 
over on the West Coast, you know, I watched all the playing games, you know, the Memphis Grizzlies um, beating the San Antonio Spurs. And then once again, the Lakers beating the Warriors. Now we're going to get to see um, Steph play against John Morant one more time. That was a beautiful game the other day. And John Morant came out and said Steph Curry is a clear MVP. LeBron James came out and said Steph Curry is a clear MVP. Um, I already know that the Warriors are going to beat the Grizzlies. If anybody thinks that's not going to happen, then clearly you don't watch basketball. Um, so let's talk about the next the next round matchups. We have the Lakers versus the Phoenix Suns, and then we'll have the Warriors playing the Jazz. Uh, King, I'm going to start with you on this one. How do you feel about the Suns and the Lakers playing in the first round? All right, Suns versus Lakers. Sad part about this, Dennis Schroeder is going to get cooked once again. Well, he was um, cooking last night. No, he wasn't. He got cooked. He got cooked. <laughs> Don't get that shit confused. He got cooked. That's going to be a good matchup. I think it's going to be, if I'm the Suns, I watch how the Warriors played the Lakers. So if Drummond is on the court, we're going to stretch the floor and attack, 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 which the Suns can do. And then for the Lakers, the Lakers, I don't know. They got to be mobile. Uh, Kuzma is going to be big in that series. Uh, definitely going to have – he's going to be big. Anthony Davis, I didn't like how he played against the Warriors. I felt like he was – felt like he's too much – he – him and Schroeder's pick and roll movements are not good. Like, the way they run the pick and roll is horrible. Uh, I think Anthony Davis got to play in the post in order for them to win. Anthony Davis has to play in the post. LeBron just has to be LeBron. Um, Utah, uh, I think if no one remembers when uh, Baron Davis, was it Baron Davis? Yeah, Baron Davis dunked on uh, Karolinko. Curry showed homage the other day where he pulled up his shirt. No, it's and he took it out. Oh, he's talking about the side shirt. He's like, ah. Don't be surprised if it's an upset. And Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert will be on getting – they're going to get in their head ripped off. So you That's, think if the, Warrior, the Warriors, the Warriors play, up. you think the Warriors will upset the Utah Jazz? Yes. I think Curry's game is going to – Curry's game, no one can. No one has an answer for him. I agree then, with you. If, Even if, the Lakers, they, they had no answers if, for him last night, bro. If, and if they played the same way they played against the Lakers, who have two bigs, Utah doesn't have two bigs, so it's easy. They can move with they can move with Utah. So it's that one. I see. I say go six. So the funny part is, whoever wins that will play either the Clippers or the Mavericks in the in the the next round after that. So do you think if the Warriors beat the Jazz, they have a chance to make to the Western Conference Finals without Clay? I wouldn't say it's not possible. You can't. There's no answer for Curry. Curry's gonna have to pull an Iverson tactic. I'm I'm loving hearing this right now, and that's exactly what I was thinking. To me, Steph Curry is the new age Iverson. You know, all he got is fucking himself. McKee. He is McKee. <laughs> I'm gonna call McKee Draymond. Oh man. So yeah. All right, I'm going over to the East before I switch over to somebody else and ask their opinions, man. What are you thinking for the Philadelphia matchup? Who you got winning the Brooklyn matchup? 
Brooklyn, that series is going to be either four. It's Brooklyn. Brooklyn's going to lose one or two games. So I say I'll give the Celtics that much. Maybe 4-1. And what about Philly? 4-1. 4-1 in Philly as well? Yeah. Damn. Okay. All right. Johnny X, what are you thinking, bro? Damn. I would think I would suffer to at least get two at least. I think they're gonna I think they're gonna lose in six. I do think Jason Tatum will pull off for two upsets. I do think I do see that happen. At least at least like six games. Like I don't think they will will allow I don't, I don't think they'll allow like the whole like yeah four one I don't know I'll, I'll give I'll give them like four two, like I think they you know what I mean they'll pull out you know what I mean they'll they'll get two wins under there, but from for the Wizards honestly yeah if Westbrook doesn't put up like they're this screwed bro, like I don't know what happened with the Celtics like every shot was off for him like you know what I mean of course like I, I, like it didn't matter to me, but like, like yeah if he's like not performing well like they're not gonna win, like I hear that. Like, I don't know. Like he has to, he has to put up. But I feel like with that last match that they had, like that was like one forty two, like one eleven or whatever, one twenty one. I forget what, what was the last final score. Yeah, man. Look at he was having forty. Look at he was pissed off from the last game, and he's like, "Yeah, that ain't, that's not gonna happen again." So you know what? I want to upset. I'm gonna call it upset with Philly. I'm getting risky with it. I'm getting all spicy. You think the Washington Wizards are gonna beat the Philadelphia seventy <laughs> sixes? So crazy, dude. That'd be something. <laughs> Hey, man, I'm not going to lie. I don't think Philly is as good as people think they are. And, you know, I have a lot of people saying that Philly has a chance to go to the finals this year, and I don't see that happening. Um, my favorite team in the East to, to do anything is the Miami Heat. I, I think people are forgetting about the Miami Heat. I wouldn't be surprised if Russell Westbrook, you know, did the rock, did the baby on Embiid almost every fucking night. I'm, I would not be surprised. Really? I don't know. It's gonna be like it's gonna be a tough series. I want to say, I, I want to say it's gonna go to Game Seven. I feel like they're gonna ball out. Damn. Okay. I respect that. I want them to go to Game Seven. Yes, Kurt. I want them to go to Game Seven. Game Seven yes. in Philly. Oh man. <laughs> yes. Why not, bro? Four two max. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Yo, you know what it's gonna be? It's gonna be Four like two. when Kawhi hit the buzzer beater in Philly. <laughs> it's gonna be just like that bro you're gonna see bradley beal hit the buzzer beater to just break ben simmons and joel and beats hearts and everybody in philadelphia it's gonna be a beautiful thing but all right john what do you think about the suns versus the lakers i i think that's gonna be one of the most entertaining matchups in playoffs what do you think is gonna happen there i think lakers have that they I should think, have that yeah they, the lakers have the um how the series gonna go that'll be over in six Okay. But I want to honestly, I like when games go to game seven. Are the breasts gonna fuck them up? Um, mess them up? I have no idea. But I, you know, I mean, who's such have? They have Booker. They have Paul. They, like, they have DeAndre Ayton, and a lot of people don't realize how good of a season this man's having because he's on the Phoenix Suns. Uh, everybody's yeah. giving all the credit to Chris Paul and Devin Booker, but nobody's talking about DeAndre Ayton. If you look at the numbers, um, when Dwight Howard was a beast down in Orlando, right now. DeAndre Ayton is on pace to be better than Dwight Howard when Dwight Howard was, you know, they called him Superman. I was never a Dwight Howard fan, but DeAndre Ayton is putting up better numbers than what what he was doing down in Orlando in his prime. So um, I think people are sleeping, and uh, I am very excited to see that matchup of Anthony Davis versus DeAndre Ayton or Andre Drummond versus DeAndre Ayton. And I don't see anybody – who's going to cover Devin Booker? Is LeBron going to cover Devin Booker? 
Nope. Exactly. So I don't I don't know who's gonna stop that. And um Chris Paul is gonna embarrass the fuck out of Schroeder, Schroeder, whatever the fuck. Blonde patch. I don't know what you want to call him. I can't stand him. I think he's trash. Yeah. <laughs> Something different, um, that's for sure. He said he's not gonna wear Kyrie's shoes anymore because of whatever happened that night. Yeah, yeah I saw that little scuffle. That that was pretty entertaining. He's a liability. Like, really? <laughs> You're not gonna wear sneakers? All right, whatever. Man, I don't think anyone cares. Um, what about the Warriors and the Jazz, man? What do you think about that? Oh no, nah, I definitely think Jazz gonna take that. Stop playing with me. Four two. Four two? Yeah, I don't like Warriors. I never like the Warriors, to be honest. Never like the Warriors. What? Even like the trail Sprewell was on there, um, Tim Hardaway. Like that's the only time I really liked him. That's what, oh, that's OG. But like I'm not, I'm a Steph Curry fan because he's good. But to be honest, I'm, I'm not gonna be a bandwagon fan because of Steph Curry. Like I'm, that's not my team. Like, well, I wouldn't expect you to be a bandwagon fan, but you really think that the Warriors just don't have a chance to get the Jazz? No, I'm rooting. Really, <laughs> I'm definitely rooting. Really <laughs> big facts. Big well, facts. <laughs> Sparta is not the answer. <laughs> Yo, I'll be I'll be like a bandwagon fan if I say that it was. You know, what I mean, it's always been Portland for me. It's always been Memphis. I'm gonna keep it real. Like that, those have been my teams in the West. You know, what I mean, it's never been the Grizzlies. You know, I'm not, not the um the Warriors and whatnot. So it's like, I honestly think they're gonna blow up that team. What are they gonna do with them? You think all these players are gonna come back? Uh, I mean, Clay Thompson is definitely gonna come back next year. So we'll see what happens there. Trade trade options, yeah, they get more back. But yeah, I, I got Utah now, man. Yeah, got, real quick, because I know you said you're a Memphis fan, so I, I've already discredited discredited Memphis and said Warriors are going to beat them. You think, so, no, them. Honestly, Do you the, think Memphis has a chance to beat the Warriors tomorrow? Uh, I don't think it, but I'm still not going to pick the Warriors off. <laughs> it's one of it's like me going, it's like me picking the Yankees. Like I'm never going to do that. Never, I will never pick the Jets to beat the Patriots. Never. It just it's like it doesn't matter who they have on their team. It's like I'm never. Yeah, all right, cool, cool. You had Curtis Martin even back then when he was fired. I was like, nah. So it has nothing to do with the Jazz being the number one team in the West and you know having Rudy Gobert yeah. and that good team they have over there. You just just because you I think, no, I think they're honestly the a better team than the Warriors. Facts, hands down. Yeah, like, barbecue chips, like point blank. But even if like let's say Warriors were number two, I'll still I'll still pick Utah. Like, like, you know what I mean? Like, that, that's just it. I hear you, man. What? Look, you got you got anything to add on this topic, man? As in what? You talking about the Utah, Kurt? Same thing you gotta say. No, let my man, let fish talk. Oh, no, <laughs> fish is like, yeah, I'm waiting. Go get it, fish. <laughs> what you got for me, Bobby? I got nothing. Now that you don't you don't even got a pick for the Celtics? You don't you don't think they're gonna win or lose? I mean, I, I think the Celtics will win two games. Like Kurt was saying earlier, I think Washington's going to win maybe one, two games. Um, I really hope the Suns beat the Lakers. I'd love to see Chris Paul, you know, make it deep in the playoffs. I'd love to see him win a ring, but we all know that's not going to happen. Um, and like we said last week, I definitely think it's going to be throughout the playoffs. I think the Nets and a team from L.A. are going to make it to the, the finals. So you think it's either going to be the Lakers or the Clippers? I, I have faith it will be the Clippers. Or, or do you think Portland can make it? You think Portland has a chance? I don't know. I don't but think, think so. about this: if the Suns, if the Suns beat the Lakers, 
Portland's playing Denver in the first round. The winner of that matchup will play whoever beats the Lakers and the Suns. If the Suns beat them, I could see this the the, the Trailblazers beating the Suns. And I, I will never bet against Dame. That you know, Dame time that that man's on another level, you know. Even his feature on the offseason, you know, that shit was fire, bro. You know, I'm just saying, Dame, Dame's on another level. I I could see them going all the way if the Suns beat the Lakers, because I don't think the Lake the the Blazers could beat the Lakers. I, so I see that. real quick, right? So you were saying Miami earlier. You think a lot of people were sleeping on Miami, so on and so forth. I remember I was out with a couple of buddies watching the game. They played the Lakers, and LeBron was hurt, AD was hurt. They weren't playing and shit, and they barely kept up. They barely kept up with the Lakers. You think? Do you think they're gonna? So once again, so it's a regular season game, man. So in regular season, anything can happen. Um, same thing with playoffs. You know, any any given game, just like football, any given Sunday. You know, anything can happen in any situation. You know, I remember watching fucking. What's this dude's name? Michael Carter Williams, you know, drop uh, almost a quadruple double on the, the Miami Heat big three right after they just won a championship. You know, first game in the year. Philly, Philly won that game, you know. It, so it's anything can happen. You you never know. Um, And I don't count out Jimmy Butler, Tyler Hero, Kendrick Nunn, none of those boys, especially Bam out of Bayou. That's one of my favorite players in the league right now. Um, I think they're one of the scariest teams and one of the best all around teams. Um, and with the injured Lakers team right now, and they are injured, I don't care what anybody says. I know everybody's playing right now. I think the Miami Heat could definitely go and win it all this year if they have the chance. That, that's my pick. But I do think the Celtics lose the six. I do think the Philly will probably sweep the Washington Wizards. That's my pick. I do think the Warriors are going to beat Memphis tomorrow night. And, uh, upset the Utah Jazz, and uh, I would love to see the Phoenix Suns upset the L.A. Lakers because not only would I love to see Chris Paul get a fucking big playoff win because I don't think he'll ever win a championship, but I think that would be the highlight of his career if he beat the LeBron James L.A. Lakers in the playoffs. I, I will say that. You guys I got, got any more thoughts down on that? Oh, I got a couple of things. Let me hear it, man. <laughs> All right, so you know how we was talking about, like, the other teams. What happens if Luca beats both of the teams in LA? Does he start getting notoriety? So uh, the only if reason I never brought up Luca, the only reason I never brought up Luca and the Dallas Mavericks is because Luca is a baller. Um, that that man is a problem. Don't get me wrong; I think he's one of the best talents in the NBA. I think we all agree on that. But his team, the people around him, they ain't it, bro. And Luca can't do it by himself. You know, we talked earlier about, you know, when John said, you know, Allen Iverson, you know, basically doing what he did back in the day to get him the, the his team to the finals against the Lakers. That I would have to compare it to that if he somehow pulled that off. But I don't even think he would be able to win one game if he got to the finals. If you're telling me it's um, Miami against Dallas or um, Brooklyn Nets against Dallas in the championship, I think he gets swept either way, 100%. He wouldn't even win one game. Yeah, he doesn't have the supporting cast. Like, yeah, yeah, they they need to make moves in Dallas to help that man out, and I hope something happens. But yeah, right now Dallas just doesn't have a good overall team to win a championship. Uh, I don't think they could do it. Even when um when uh Dirk Nowitzki upset the Miami Heat big three, 
people always say Dirk did it all on his own. He had one of the best teams in NBA history, in my opinion, with Karan Butler. All those guys. It was it was fucking incredible. Jason Kidd. It was a beautiful team. Um, but people still talk shit and saying Dirk basically did it by himself. Scoring wise, he did, but he had one of the best def- one of the best teams put together to to pull that off. Um, so yeah, to to answer your question, I don't see that happening. I, I don't know, bro. I I don't even think he gets by the, the the Clippers. I think the Clippers win that game in five, if anything. All right, another question for everybody. If Kawhi wins it, what does that mean for his legacy? I would have to put him as one of the greatest players of all time. Definitely. Three different teams. When he won with Toronto with that roster, I didn't think Toronto was going to the finals that year. I didn't think they were going to oh, win. Trading me here? Deuces. All right, Ben, I win the title yeah. real quick. I'm about to go get this money. All right, let me get that back. Now, I understand the only reason why he had the upper hand against the Warriors in the final, Bro, there's injuries. I don't want to make excuses because it's not my team, but, like, you know, everything worked out in his favor. Once he hit that buzzer beater, I brought up earlier that buzzer beater against uh, Joel Embiid and that squad, you know, he pretty much had just a, a walk to the championship. And uh, I can't discredit the man because he's one of the best players we've ever witnessed. But uh, if Kawhi Leonard wins his third ring with his third team, I think that would be amazing. What do you What do you guys think? No, definitely. I don't think the Mavs have a, have a chance in that series. Right? No, no, I don't think one bit. That's why I didn't even bring him up. No disrespect. Luca, he gets pissed, bro. Like he's like, bro, what's going on with y'all? Y'all just acting all types of stuff. You tell you dude's pissed all during the season while watching them play. It's like, damn, he has to do it all by himself. You know what could happen, though? Like, if Luca took took advantage of what Curry's doing and, like, paid attention, and he started shooting the way Curry's shooting, I think the Dallas Mavericks could win almost any game they play. He's like, right, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's my time right now. Yeah, if you have Luca chucking up shots like Curry, because we all know he can score from anywhere on the court, I, I don't think anybody could pretty much stop him because he's, he's pretty much impossible to guard. He can do everything. And he's not he's not little like Curry. Not saying Curry is little because we all know he's big, but Luca's got more muscle. Luca's a bigger guy. He can he can post people up. He can do it all. So um, if Luca starts shooting like Curry, I think it's I think it's possible they can uh, they can upset the Clippers because they did beat him in the regular season. You got any more questions, Key? Brooklyn. So what if Brooklyn doesn't make it, bro? Where do we go from there? For everybody in the league, you know, we as soon as James Harden got put on that team, it was um, championship or bust. And I think that's shitty to say because even the Miami Heat big three didn't make it to the cha- the finals their first year together. You know, um, even though they have really nobody in their way to stop them. You know, like I said, yeah, the Celtics are playing, but the Celtics aren't healthy. So I can't say the Celtics are going to win because I know we're missing pieces. If we had Jalen Brown, and we also had a big man, I think we would easily win that series. Um, I even bet money that the Celtics would make it further than the Nets. So once we lose, I have to pay somebody 200 bucks. I'm shouting that out now. So he doesn't think I'm ducking. He's been messaging me all the time, trying to get me to pay him early. But um, I already know that I'm going to have to pay this man 200 bucks. I'm not even going to say his name. You can go fuck yourself. I know you're going to listen to this. <laughs> but I'm a man of my word. Lord, you got something to say? Yeah, I got a quick question. How far do you guys think the New York Knicks are going to make it? Recently, they came up, so if their first two games are completely sold out. Uh, they're holding 15,000 fans, I think, and every seat has been sold. So do you see them advancing through the first round against 
Atlanta, how far do you guys see him going? So I actually saw um, something very disrespectful today, actually this morning. I saw Kendrick Perkins come out and saying, Kendrick be saying some wild ass shit. I saw Kendrick come out and say that he thinks the Atlanta, the Atlanta Hawks are going to beat the New York Knicks because of Trey and Clint Capella and Collins, you know, they have a nice team. I don't think people understand how, how good this New York Knicks basketball team really is. The, besides the Warriors, the Knicks have had the best record since Derrick Rose joined that team. And mind you, Steph Curry's put up legendary numbers in that time span. Uh, people are sleeping on Derrick Rose, uh, Julius Randle, R.J. Barrett. R.J. Barrett, people no, forget, yeah. was the better player between him and Zion. But because Zion was the show, the poster, everybody wants to talk about Zion. But R.J. Barrett's one of, the, one, of the, one of the best young players we have in the league, and nobody talks about him. Um, and King, I know you can attest to that. I know you know this. Uh, I do think the New York Knicks have a chance to make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, And I would love to see them play against the Miami Heat. And I think that would be fire. I I think that would be a crazy matchup because you're talking about two of the toughest teams in the league. Two old rivals. Best players, man. What'd you say? Big rivals. Huge rivals, huge rivals. And I think that would be good for the sport too, having two teams that haven't been to the finals in a while. Well, I mean, the Miami Heat, which is there, but having the New York Knicks in the Eastern Conference Final against one of their old rivals, I think that would be great for the sport. Um, but I do think if they did play against each other, the, the Miami Heat would win. Can you got anything to add on that, bro? Uh, Nate McMillan's not really good in the playoffs as a coach. Like his man, learn that through the Pacers. <laughs> Nate McMillan's a great regular season coach when it comes to playoffs. It, it shrinks, but uh, for me, Trey Young, man, if he can get that, if he tap into that inner Curry godlike shooting, that that could change that whole series. I think I, say, I think D Rose is gonna bully him, man. Yeah, the way the way that New York is synced, I feel like it's way different than um, Atlanta because Atlanta is really a perimeter team. And, like, if they get injuries, they don't really got the oomph. And unlike really just say perimeter. Clint, Clint Capella is having a career year right now, man. He, he's doing good things in the paint. Um, so, if any – they are perimeter scoring-wise, but, like, if they miss, they have they have cleanup, man. Not only with Capella, with, with Collins down there as well. Another man I wanted in Boston, but, you know, whatever. Whatever. Fire Danny Ainge. <laughs> <don't> <laughs> Get him It'll the fuck out of here. It'll be good, but like I said, man, it, it could be the but New York got some people too, bro. It still got Mitchell. Say they got Obi, Toppin, Julius Randle, Merlins. They got a couple of dudes who's gonna go down there and grab the ball too. They can compete with them. Even on, don't forget RJ Bear. RJ Bear does it all. That's all I'm saying. Still got RJ, still got Knox, strangely. <laughs> Still got a couple of big big dudes over there that could grab more rebounds. Yo, imagine KD and Kyrie actually went to the Knicks instead of Brooklyn with the team that they have right now. Oh, that would be. I would. They would be a guaranteed championship team. They, they I, I wouldn't even argue that. 
KD alone over there would be great. Bro, they're they're one big piece away from being a legit. And I can see. I can see that Nets big three breaking up. Yeah, yeah, people are going to be unhappy. You know, one of the reasons why Kyrie left the Cavs is because he said he wanted to do his own thing just to go to Boston, dip out, and now he teamed up with KD and James Harden. I, I don't see him being happy there for much longer, especially with all the other shit he got going on in his life. No hate. I'm happy for the man as long as he's happy and he's doing good. I'm happy to watch because he's one of my favorite basketball players to watch. But I'm tired of seeing the diva bullshit. A lot of them got that aspect, man, which pisses me off. Yeah. But all right, guys, that's enough of the playing tournament and what's going on in the playoffs. We'll get more into that once that playoffs actually start, and they do start Saturday, so I'm very excited about that. Um, uh, Lord Fish, I'm going to go over to you. We're going to talk about the NBA Hall of Fame. We just had three legends retire right in front of us. Uh, Kobe Bryant, rest in peace. Um, Got to see his beautiful wife do the speech with Michael Jordan. I thought that was awesome. Respect to them. Tim Duncan, you know, one of our, all of our favorite players, you know, the quiet assassin, the man, big fundamental. He did it all. Uh, And then we have one of my favorite players of all time, KG getting inducted to the hall of fame, you know? So I was very excited to watch it. I watched all their speeches. I saw everything. I was very emotional for me because, you know, I I couldn't be happier, especially for all the love he showed the Boston Celtics. Um, Lord Fish, what do you got for us on the Hall of Fame? So he snubbed Ray Allen and Rondo. And I can understand Ray Allen, you know, Judas Shuttlesworth. He left the Celtics, uh, went to Miami Heat, won a ring in 2013. The Celtics offered him more money. To this day, (laughs) I read the other day that he is still receiving death threats for doing that. But, um, I mean, that was a bitch move, bro. I like, I mean, I don't know if you guys can tell me you guys are all bigger basketball fans. Like, I get why he snubbed Ray Allen after Ray Allen left. He had issues with him. But, like, why would he snub Rondo? So, when that team got put together, right, Rondo was, I believe, only in his, like, his third year. Um, so, he was a young guy. Um, so, they're, they're very close. But, um, if anything, Rondo should be thanking KG. Um, Rondo, uh, KG has no reason to thank Rondo. Uh, Rondo was, you know, they used to call him the Fantastic Four, even though Rondo was part of that starting five. Um, so no disrespect to Rondo because he's one of my favorite point guards. I've argued about that since, for years. Even when um, Darren Williams was running the show back in the day, I would say Rondo was the better player. So, And I'll gladly argue that with anybody. Um, Tony Parker was in that debate, you know, all these guys back then, nobody gave Rondo that love and respect, but I, I defended him. But back then Rondo was too young, man. There's no reason for him to give credit credit there. Um, he basically was like Peyton Manning playing for the Denver Broncos, man. All he had to do is not turn over the ball. You're going to win the game. That, that's how I look at it. Um, no disrespect, but that's all it was. Um, King, what do you think about that? Like you were saying, Rondo, Rondo, Rondo got a ring playing with some greats. Uh, I feel, it's kind of sad to see that the Ray Allen relationship, because at the end of the day, it's a business. You know, they tried they tried fixing that multiple times throughout the years, man. So at at, at this yeah, point, KG that's, just that's says, on everybody, but they offered more money too. <clears throat> yeah, it's the competitive sphere, but Ray Allen knew he he did what was best for him and his family. So 
everyone there's a whole backstory. Listen to how he defended himself, Ray Allen. I forgot what he said. And even though those gonna offer him more, yada yada yada. He had more problems with the point guard, which is Rondo. Um yeah, Rondo so. wouldn't pass him the ball in certain situations, you know, he was being petty. And uh, we can all get more mad at Rondo for that, but everybody's more mad at Rayon because Rayon took the easy way out and he, he got another championship for it. So you can't yeah, beat him, join him. I mean, they could have easily beat them, just saying. Well, they didn't, and that's what happened. But um, I was kind of upset with the Hall of Fame. I didn't like how they threw, not to be, not, not to throw a snub, but I didn't like. I didn't like the theme, man. They should have kept it more like '90s generational talent. I like like Ben Wallace, Paul Pierce. I was kind of upset at it, but then I was like, no, Chris Webber. He took him forever. I would have rather them threw in Dirk instead of Chris Bosh, just to be like just a whole generational. Because that, to me, that Tim Duncan, KG, and Kobe just all together was like. Uh, I don't think Dirk qualifies till next year, bro. It's three years. 2022. We all know Dirk's a, a first bout Hall of Famer, 100%. Um, yeah, but then it's like you could have waited on Chris Bosh. I don't think that was a rush for Chris Bosh. But other than that, I felt like another thing, too, I didn't like how the late edition of Ben Wallace – Chris Webber and Paul Pierce. It's just like they just threw it in there. They should have, like, kind of let, like, put it all together instead of just like, oh, yeah, you guys just, let's just sprinkle on the, let's just sprinkle more on the Kobe ceremony. <laughs> yeah. Johnny X, what you think, bro? Um, is it me or do I feel like, so did you look at the final list of the um, 2021, what it was? Yeah, you yeah, know? I saw the whole list, yeah. Yeah, so you had like you know Tim Hardaway, you had Michael Cooper. Honestly, with the whole Bosch, like I spoke to you about the Bosch thing. I I had to look at his history, but then I saw it. I'm like, all right, he didn't work. But I don't know. Like he put in numbers, and he actually would have been good. He was actually wilding out in the league before the heartbreak. And I didn't know how like, he went back to 2004. That's the crazy thing. I really didn't see that, but like I, I really can't complain because. They really did deserve it. After I look back, the only person I really had a problem with was um was was Bosch. I'm like, well, I thought his his career was shorter, but nah, I still had some time in there. Um, I really can't complain. Other than I'm surprised, like you know, yeah, Bill Russell, he's already in the Hall of Fame for a player, but as for a coach, you know, I kind of I was happy to see that because they started talking about that a couple of years ago. Um, so to see Bill Russell go in again as a, as a head coach, the first black head coach and a player coach. You know, respect to that. Um, that dude doesn't need any more recognition than he already has. You know, if anything, give him another statue called a day. Right. <laughs> Make him the logo. When the boss is like, you know, retiring early because of his heart or whatever issue, like, yeah, I, I ain't mad at it. Chris Webber, I have his rookie card. I always like Chris Webber. You know what I mean? Michael, um, Michael Finley, all those dudes back then. So, like, yeah, deserved it. Dirk. You know, he's one, of the, he's one of the when that when Dirk was with Nash back then, and uh, in Dallas, that was a front. Yo, know, people sleep on that team, bro. In ninety eight, ninety seven, I think it was. So like, I can't wait for next year to see him go up there. Um, but yeah, no complaints, bro, for the most part. Lord Fish, what do you think about the Hall of Fame class? So I think it's good. I mean, Chris Webber waited ten years to get in the Hall of Fame, 
But besides him averaging 20 points a game, what makes him a Hall of Famer? Do you guys want to explain to the fans what makes um, him? It's, For it's me, I'm going to answer like, this honestly. I don't think Chris Webber is a Hall of Famer. But the Hall of, the Hall of Fame includes your collegiate and, like, you know, just whole basketball history. See, like, I didn't know that. I thought that was completely like, separate. Draymond Green, Draymond Green, once he retires – those three years, bro, he's first ballot Hall of Famer, bro. He's number one in, like, the state of Michigan, Michigan State, and he's an NBA champion. Like, bro, it's And some player of the year award. Yeah, all those college awards, everything, all that all that adds up, bro. I used to think that, too. Like, yo, why is these dudes – who is these – why are these guys in the Hall of Fame? See, I, I saw a crazy stat on Ben Wallace, like – it was something like he's the first player to average under six points to be in the Hall of Fame. So hold on a second, real quick, because um, growing up as a kid, and Bobby, you can attest to this because you know we're family. Yeah. I always had an Afro on my head, hence the name Afro Samurai. It's not just because of my love for Afro Samurai. Um, growing up, I always had the Afro picked out long as hell because Ben Wallace was one of my favorite players. That man. Four-time defensive player of the year. People are just tarnishing this man's name, saying he didn't deserve to be a Hall of Famer when he yeah, he's an NBA champion. Four. Well, I'm not saying that. He he was on the All Defensive Team multiple times. Uh, people say because he couldn't score. No, I understand you're not saying anything negative. Oh, it, I'm answering score. other people's comments and words on Ben Wallace. I thought it was very disrespectful. He waited as long as he did, and uh, you know, like I said earlier, defense win championships. If Ben Wallace wasn't on that Detroit Pistons team, they would have never won that championship, 100%. The fact that he helped Chauncey Billups, Rip Hamilton, Tayshaun Prince, and the Detroit Pistons win a championship, that was incredible. And it wasn't just one year of success. They did it for multiple years. Can't forget years. She, bro. Yeah. Um, Can't forget She, man. She was raw, man. I mean, between 2 and 06, he, he was an absolute animal. That was like the prime of his career. Wasn't it the first team to have like four all stars? They used to piss me off. Yeah, yeah. Poor Tayshawn. <laughs> Poor Tayshawn friends, man. But no, oh six, yeah, he had one of his best years, but he started winning defensive play of the year back in oh two. Yeah. For four years, the man was just on a tear. Um, so I'm very happy that he got in. Like I just said earlier, I honestly believe Chris Weber is not a Hall of Famer, and that's just my honest opinion. Ben Wallace has the accolades and personal awards to show why he deserves to be there. Chris Weber, yeah, he was good in Michigan, but we all know what happened in Michigan. They had their banners taken away from them. Also, they never won a national championship. So that was because I, of Chris Weber. So yeah, yeah. calling that bullshit timeout. But you know who he did that against? My Carolina Tar Heels, baby. So I ain't fronting the man. If anything, he helped us out. Um, that's all I'm saying, you know. And he I was undrafted. He waited so many years to get his name called. And now that he got his name called, people are saying he doesn't deserve this position. And I just think that's fucked up because he was one of the most entertaining people to watch in basketball. I mean, dude, dude only waited six years. I think that's too long. I think that's very disrespectful. He said Chris Webber waited 10 years, but once again, I don't think he's deserving of the jacket. Uh, All he's got is he averaged 20 points, 20 points a game. It's cra- it's crazy because, like, well, no, didn't didn't Webber win rookie of the year when he played? Yeah. Yeah, he's got rookie of the year. So, like, yeah, and, like, NBA rebounder, uh, leader in 1999. But, like, 
I mean, that's pretty much it. He was only a five-time NBA All-Star. Dude, he put up stats, bro. He put up yeah. stats for the, the Sacramento Kings. I'm pretty sure he still holds a bunch of records there. And, yeah, he... Um, that's cool and all, but, like, I, if he wants to go in the Team Hall of Fame, by all means, not everybody deserves to go in a fucking Springfield. That's all I'm saying. 29-4. Those are his stats. Those are his averages. Twenty-nine. But um, I'm happy for my man, the truth. I was so excited when I saw he got that um, first ballot Hall of Famer, and I know a lot of people are talking shit about Pierce as well. But people don't realize in the Celtics organization, which is the number one organization in the NBA besides the Lakers. I mean, Lakers just tied them for championships last year on a COVID year, but whatever. You know, we'll talk about that another day. Fucking Pierce is up there. He has more threes than Larry Bird. He's number two in points scored. You know, Pierce is up there. Statistically, he's a NBA champion and a finals MVP. He was an, an all-star. He was on the NBA all-defensive team multiple times. Paul Pierce deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. So for people to discredit him too, I think that's very disrespectful. He beat Kobe. He beat Kobe, bro. He robbed Kobe of the ring, you know? Oh, as long as you know the facts, bro. He's six. He's sixteenth, sixteenth <laughs> all-time scoring too. That's crazy. Look stuff. at that, bro. And, and but nobody wants to give him his credit. Who got stabbed by made men and still played? <laughs> got stabbed in the club <laughs> down in downtown Boston and still played that like literally like got stitched up, stabbed up six times and still had the leather jacket. Remember that yeah, leather yeah. jacket? He got stabbed up six times and still played. What NBA player you know that was in the club like like that in the hood? Getting stabbed up. Nah, man. I mean, back bay ain't the hood, but. you have, like, you have Benzino and all his crew for made men. That's what I'm talking about from the hood. Like, you have all the dudes from Roxbury and all that stuff. Made men dudes out there. And, yeah. So, um, I mean, he was, he was stabbed 11 times. So. Oh, my bad. It's not six times, 11 times. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Ball Pierce is the truth. All right, guys, I, I think we're going to end the show on that note. We're going to end off with our final topics. Uh, let's start with Lord Fish. What do you got for us, man? I got two things. So recently, a lot of rumors have been coming out that Patriots are in trade rumors with getting Julio Jones. Yes, sir. I would I would love this. I'd love to see him get him. I love a first-round pick. Dude is an absolute animal, absolute monster. Along with the Patriots, there's the Titans, 49ers. Ravens, Colts, and Chargers, 49ers already came out and said they're not they're not gonna do that. So love to see that. And then three days ago, the Patriots signed Brian Hoyer, re-signed him. And my question for the group is, what does that mean for the page? What does that mean for Jarrett Stidham now that they're bringing in Brian Hoyer? Does that mean he's gonna get traded, released? He's gonna have to fight for a spot. If with bringing Brian Hoyer onto the team, I do think Stidham's job is in trouble because we already know Jones isn't going anywhere. We already know Cam Newton's not going anywhere. Um, Stidham had his chance, and the fact that they drafted another quarterback when Stidham's still so young, um, I think he already knew his job was in jeopardy. Like, when we even talked about our quarterback situations, um, we we immediately said Cam Newton, Jones, or Jones, Cam Newton. Nobody even said Stidham's name. Um, so I think Stidham will get traded or released at some point or the other. I actually like him, bro. Like, he had some highlights when he did play. I don't know why people hate him so much when he really didn't get a chance. I'm not hating on the guy. I, I honestly, 
I didn't think he was that good in the in the times he did play. What do you think? Highlights, like you know what I mean. No, I mean, if you give a quarterback a chance to throw the ball ten times, you're probably gonna see one or two highlights. But it's it all comes down to the players around you in that situation. And just like Cam Newton, I didn't think Stidham had a good situation. You know, it wasn't just Cam that didn't have weapons to throw to, no offensive line. Um, but even when he did have those weapons, he didn't do anything with it. So um, no disrespect to the man because he's playing on a professional level. But um, I, I don't think he's a good quarterback. This is his third year, though. But at that time, he was like a rookie. I feel like when he got like what um, – yeah, I think he was like a rookie in second, third year. So so I feel like he didn't have enough time to even develop. And last year was trash. I mean, he couldn't even do anything. Yeah, he really has not an opportunity. And we talked about this when we talked about what the Patriots did and stuff. And uh, we'll see what happens. But his job is definitely in jeopardy by bringing in Brian Hoyer. So. I don't like Brian Hoyer. I think it's like a, a dub for us to bring him in because we released him so many different times. And we we kind of like said that you're not a quarterback. So why do you keep bringing him? Like, he knows the system, bro. He knows the system. He knows the he's playbook. He's going to take the pay cut. <laughs> yeah, he's going he's gonna to play on a minimum deal. And also you have another veteran quarterback that can work with Jones. So it's just a good situation for developing your future. Um, that's that's how I look at it. So I don't blame Belichick at all for, for bringing him in. Quarterbacks we ever had on the uh, depth chart, ever. We never had four quarterbacks on the depth chart. That's the thing. Season hasn't even started yet. They're gonna get rid of one. Is it gonna yeah, be Hoyer or is it gonna be Stettle? I wouldn't even be surprised if um, we let Hoyer go right before the season starts. I would not be surprised. Like we use him just to help develop Jones. Get, just just to help out Hoyer and give him some money because you know he's going to get paid for his time. Yeah, no, definitely. I'll say this. I see Stidham fighting for his job in the preseason. Yeah, I see it too. I think he's hungry. I know that much. I know he's going to be pissed off. That's for sure. He's not pissed off. Who do you off. think will get more reps? Because they don't usually give the rookie guy a lot of reps. Do you think we'll see Cam and Stidham get more reps than Jones? Absolutely. That's how it should be. Like, as in, like, the vet, like, yeah, that's how it yeah, should be. Yeah, like, when preseason comes, like, uh, I expect to see Stidham at least start one or two games. Well, the biggest thing this year is there's only three preseason games. Yeah. There's no longer four. So, you're out. Your opportunities are definitely limited. So, the thing is, he's going to have to shine. Him, a lot of good looks. And that's what's going to yeah. be. Have they announced scrimmages yet? I know the last few years. No, I know last year with COVID, they didn't do it. But do you think we're going to do um, team scrimmages this year? Oh, no, definitely. I mean, you like hope I, so, but. No, well, no, I think the fans are. No, I, I think so because it's like the 29th is going to be full capacity. But does yeah. that mean I'm going to allow people to come? And if they do come, how are they going to know if people got, you know, vaccinated, unvaccinated? Are you just going to say, make sure everybody wears a mask? Like, what's going to be the regulation and protocol for these new? Like, it's going to be an interesting year. Sports, like how no, I'm excited about it. Johnny X, you got any final thoughts? Um, final thoughts is the Patriots do not trust Harry. Um, if they I mean, try to get Harry's a bum, bro. Fuck that guy. Yeah, they do not trust him. If they're trying to bring what you call it in, like what is it? Was it the injury prone? Can he not learn the system? What it? What's going on? Like you got we, those butter hands, man. That dude can't catch nothing. Yeah, that, like it's, it seems like that, but I don't, you know, RC Camp is not the best thrower, bro. Like, I'm really not confident in this thrower. Even when he had Tom Brady, he couldn't catch nothing. 
That's true. But yeah, I'm making excuses. He had a he had a couple of games where he had a few catches that came in clutch for us. Like the the talent's there. Yeah. I can't I can't say it's not there. There's a reason why they picked this dude over DK Metcalf. Like the he he can rise above it all and become one of the best threats in the league. But he he just doesn't have it. Um, and you would think after working with Edelman and Brady for a couple of years, he would have his shit together. But I don't know. This is the year where he has to prove himself. But we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah, if he does it, I guarantee you he probably get cut. Like, I don't know if his contract is up or he, I don't know how long the rookie contract is. It three or four years the rookie contract. But either or, like, if he doesn't perform, the fact that they're going out for Julio Jones and we never go over, we never go for prime time wide receivers like that, unless they're like a chat, like a Ocho Cinco, a Randy Moss over their prime, a Marvin Harris over their prime type of wide receiver. We never go for him at this time. Like, yo, it's gonna be a pretty penny to get him. That's the thing, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I think I think that's the time for Julio Jones right now because you know I, you know I've had Julio Jones in fantasy the last few years and last year he didn't play that much, um, so sure. I, I don't think he's worth anything more than a third round pick. Um, maybe give up another pick or like I'll trade Nikhil Harry and a third round pick for Julio Jones um, to give a young up and coming wide receiver for an old veteran wide receiver that barely plays now. There's a reason why the Falcons want to move on. I don't think Julio is that guy we think he is anymore. I think he is. I think he just – Matt Ryan just sucked last year. Kind of not crazy. <laughs> to a certain extent, I don't know what it was. I think he just I, – I still I still have trust in Julio. I think he's like a Randy Moss type of player. He just wasn't in the – like right now, that system does not work for him. Like, you know what I mean? That's just it. You know, when Randy Moss was in Oakland, he really didn't – he didn't shit like that. But when he came here, he was, you know. Like I might, and I think it's like one of those type of situations where, like, you see a new jersey, now renew, renewal, like, like you just, yeah, renewal the whole thing, for the most part. Like he needs a new fresh start, and he might do it. He might, but can't, can but can Cam throw the deep ball to Julio Jones? Though? Well, that's the beautiful thing about it. And I made this comment on Facebook when I first heard that the the Falcons are open to trading him the best wide receiver for Cam Newton to get for his overthrows, because Cam overthrows the ball all the time, is Julio Jones. Yeah, Julio going to go up and get that. He'll catch that every single time. Lord Fish, you got something to add to that? No, not at all. I'm just agreeing with you. I can... All right, perfect. All right, guys. Uh, my final thought is the Boston Bruins are up two games to one, beating the Washington Capitals in double overtime last night. Uh, I still think they're going to win in seven games. I'm just excited that, you know, we're winning this series right now because things weren't looking too good for us. Um, but, yeah, that's it. Thank you for joining us in another sports edition of Angry Fans. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. Peace. Peace. Peace out.